Welcome to another Newton & Co podcast for Eye for the Light. I'm Chris Coe and my co-host is David Newton. David, hello. Hi Chris. Uh, hello everybody. Hello to our, our listeners. Welcome back. Today we have, oh, oh we have, I'm, I'm going to call you a unicorn. I'm going to get to your name in a moment, but I'm going to call you a unicorn because you are, in my experience, fairly uncommon. That being a female nature, landscape, wildlife photographer, you are a fairly rare breed. I'm talking about Barbara, and I'm going to ruin your name now, but Delangelo. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Italian-based photographer. And as I said, nature, travel, uh, well, nature, landscape, wildlife, which is uncommon for, for females. So welcome, Barbara. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And thank you for this presentation. Very uncommon presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let Chris lead off, actually, with his questions. Well, with first of the questions. Okay. I just wanted to find out to start with how you got into photography. Is it something, is it a bug that bit you when you were very young or did you come to it later in life? My career in photography starts very, very early. Uh, I was um, taught by my father uh, the, the love for nature and uh, to discover our planet. I started taking pictures of my trips around the world very, very early. I started uh, at 11 years, when I was 11 years old, to take pictures. But it was just for a, a lot of years, it was just a way to just to remember where I went. Uh, I was um, in the house uh, thinking of my travels. And uh, so it was not, uh, there was not a research uh, in my photography until uh, 2011, so very recently. In 2011, I started uh, uh, to think about photography as a, an expression of myself. So I studied uh, a lot and, um, and I started taking pictures, uh, uh, landscape pictures, trying to put myself in the picture, like uh, a, a personal vision of the landscapes. And so that's uh, when I really started to be into photography. What okay. did you do between your childhood and 2011? I have been always attracted by images in my life. So even in my studies, I, I choose to study in a Centro Sperimentale di Cinematografia, that is a cinema uh, school in Italy, in Rome, a very, very famous one. And um, I studied the direction of, for move, to become a, di a director of movies. So that's what I, I studied. And I had my, my parents uh, who already worked in the, in the industry, in the entertainment industry. So it was like a family, a family business. And, uh, and I started to, to follow the steps of my, my family into this business. And uh, so I opened my own uh, company, which is a distribution company called like with my name, Dalangelo Pictures. And um, I started uh, um, uh, doing a, a business uh, uh, profession. I, in 2011, I, uh, I felt uh, that uh, something was missing in my, myself uh, because I had this uh, creative uh, um, side that was not uh, uh, developed anymore. So I tried with the photography and I started and it was my way. So now photography is not uh, just a profession. It's my way of living. It's my gaze. It's the way uh, why I see the world. And, and it's, uh, it's really my gaze of photography. It gave me a new gaze on, on the world. 
you said that you traveled a lot with your parents when you were young and, and you were kind of brought up with an interest in the natural world. Tell us a little bit more about that. You know, it sounds intriguing. Uh, I had opportunities to go to a lot of uh, foreign countries when I was young. My father uh, was uh, liked a lot uh, the African country. So I, I went with uh, my parents to a lot of uh, safaris and I was uh, uh, intrigued by this foreign atmosphere. And this helped me a lot uh, now to choose which kind of photography I wanted to do. I, I wanted, uh, because photography for me is like a, like an act of meditation, you know, because in this period, everybody seems uh, that needs uh, a side, uh, a place where they, they can be to relax and, uh, and um, meditate. Really, uh, we need a, a sort of different path uh, and a different um, way to live. Uh, so that's, that's what I, I, I found. I found uh, photography like my, uh, my side to meditate. So photography is a form of meditation for you. That's that's kind of yes. what it is. Yeah. Yes, when I am uh, in front of uh, a flowery field or uh, a sunset or a sunrise in the in the in the savanna in the bush, it's a way to reconciliation with the world, uh, with my even with my uh, inside uh, life. So um, yes, I, I consider it uh, um, a sort of meditation. I can be in front of uh, a for in. in in the same forest to take pictures in the same forest for 10 days <laughs> it's interesting that you you brought up the word meditation actually because i having looked through your pictures i feel that they're very serene they're very calm even amongst chaos or motion and i'd wondered specifically whether that was born from kind of a level of meditation that you bring to it it's a calming centering Absolutely. Pastime or, or something for you to do that brings you into a centered state that then translates into your pictures. Absolutely. It's a choice. Uh, uh, the moment and the and the places that I uh, that I take pictures are chosen exactly for this reason. I need to uh, to find uh, um, moments, uh, uh, glimpse of harmony in nature. So a balance in nature. Definitely, uh, the, the places and the moments are chosen with this aim. Are you doing this primarily for yourself or for the audience for your pictures? I started for myself and after one year, the Italian National Geographic asked me to collaborate with them. So I started in 2011 and in 2012, I started collaborating with them and I did more than 35 reportages for them. But uh, just one, it, it was an assignment. All the others I did as a freelance, I choose. I went to places that I loved and they took, uh, um, once I came back, they took the, the reportage for, for the website and sometimes for the magazine. How do you choose those locations? What, what is it you're looking for? What sparks your interest? Um, beauty, the, the poetry in, uh, in nature and the um, fragility in the same time. So I want to, to make myself and all the people that look at my pictures in love with our world. So not uh, stressing the, um, the problems that we have in our world, but stressing the beauty. And so through beauty, like using the beauty, like um, a soft arm to suggest to people 
to do something for uh, for our planet. So there is, you feel, a, apart from the serenity in your pictures, there's a conservation message yes, as there, well. Yes, because um, I believe that uh, we are in a, we are facing really, uh, well, as everybody knows now, uh, we are facing a very difficult time for the planet. And I think that all the weapons that we can have to um, awaken people, uh, people's consciousness um, are fine. So this is mine. Do you feel that photography can actually affect change? Everybody says that uh, uh, one image uh, is uh, more powerful than 1,000 words. So definitely, I think uh, it is a very powerful way. Images can be very effective for this reason. And I collaborate with National Geographic and I do a lot of exhibitions uh, around the world. So now I'm preparing one in Milan. I did a lot in Rome, a lot of uh, exhibitions in Rome. And um, I, I, will, I will prepare also others uh, uh, in Tuscany. And uh, so um, I will travel with my pictures. It's lovely that you think that photography can make a difference in conservation. We're bombarded by a lot of images in the conservation area. What actual changes do you think that the pictures can affect? I think that they can uh, can awaken consciousness. Uh, if you can make people in love with uh, with our planet, uh, they will be more interested in knowing why everybody is, is talking about uh, the risks that our planet ha are, uh, are having. For example, we are choosing a lot of places that probably will really be changed in few years, like uh, Lapland, like Antarctica um, and the Arctic uh, areas and Dolomites. Uh, showing the beauty of these places and uh, saying that uh, there will be no more uh, of these images anymore in the future uh, images and uh, obviously there won't be places like we can say them we can see them now probably people might uh, awake their consciousness there's a little bit of a, an issue for photographers there though in that the more we show somewhere is beautiful the more people want to go there and the more potential damage there is then to that environment. Yes, I know. Uh, well, I generally don't say ex the exact location where I am, but then I love to share with people be the beauty of the world. So the problem now is not to stop uh, these uh, kind of, uh, of um, tourism. Uh, it is to try to make people think about... Um, an ecotourism. I don't know if it makes sense in English. Yes, it does. So, I know it's an issue for the photographers there to share the places or not share the places. Uh, but uh, you can also help uh, places like, like for example, I went to Iceland where where when nobody went there, and now uh, the, the tourism uh, you cannot find even a place in a guest house now because uh, all, the entire world is going to Iceland Iceland right now. So and I am sure it is because of our pictures uh, as a photo as photographers uh, because uh, the the entire world uh, now know that uh, that the Iceland is. Much it's inevitable i think uh, it, I, it, I wonder whether that's the concern though because yes pictures make people aware it's whether it makes the next step beyond making them aware to actually making them make a change that's yeah. the hope and that's i guess the missing step for some people 
it's possible. Uh, I am participating to a lot of photographic contests. And in this case, uh, they, they share the, the pictures and they explain. So at that point, uh, uh, this might be the, the step that is missing, explaining why the, these places are in danger. You've mentioned serenity and you associated your pictures with words. What comes first? Do you think of a word and then the photography or is the photography sit alongside the word or convey a message to the viewer? You know, I, I generally go to a place and enjoy the place before the photography. So for me is uh, probably the place that, uh, that uh, suggests uh, uh, serenity and, uh, but even very uh, strong uh, uh, natural uh, events like uh, uh, a volcano, an eruption in a volcano or uh, uh, a collapse of an iceberg, uh, some very intense events. I try to, to um, take pictures of them in an ar- a very harmonious way taking from these uh, very impactive scenes, the beauty of the poetry behind them. If you can see my my pictures of uh, the the Hawaiian uh, lava entry, or for example, the collapse of icebergs in uh, Greenland, uh, you can always see nothing very strong and uh, I'm always trying to uh, to paint uh, a particular moment of uh, e- equilibrium, harmony of uh, of the nature. You talk about your photography in in a really interesting way. You you reference a lot of maybe artistic styles. There's kind of surrealism. There's painting. There's pointillism. How yes. did that come about? And and how do you merge the technical of photography to make that happen? I think that I'm more inspired by by painters than photographers, uh, definitely. In my studies, there were a lot of paintings and more than than photographers. And so, uh, for example, you mentioned pointillism, and I really was thinking about pointillism when I when I was um, uh, taking pictures of the. Um, Castelluccio, uh, the flowery field in Castelluccio. I I was thinking about it and I said, okay, let's, and at that time, nobody uh, was uh, taking pictures in this way of these uh, fields. Uh, they were taking different kind of pictures. And I really saw the the this image and I thought, uh, and, there, and it reminded me to a pointillist painting. Uh, and so I chose to uh, increase the ISO, took to um, make a, like a pattern in, in the picture uh, with all the flowers without anything else. And then I made two uh, exposures in camera. Uh, one with everything in focus and the other one with uh, a little out of focus in order to make a a more uh, dreamy look and uh, so really I was thinking about it Uh, so uh, thank you for the question because uh, you you took uh, exactly the point of one of my of my picture I'm I'm glad you mentioned those ones because they were what was in my head and I I find it intriguing and it probably led to my introduction of you as being a bit of a unicorn, not just because of the subject matter you shoot, but because you use techniques that a lot of other people don't use, particularly like when people get into photography, they might dabble with in-camera double exposure or, or some other camera technique but they never really come up with a particularly good picture of it and yet somehow you've taken that and turned it into an art form 
Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I use a lot of techniques like long exposure or um, artistic movements, uh, camera movements. Uh, and um, so in every occasion, I try to, uh, to see what uh, is impressing me. And uh, I'm trying to think about the technique uh, that might express uh, in the best way. So um, I'm not a, a fan of techniques, but uh, I try to see the one that is better for this uh, for each occasion to express myself, uh, actually, because in post-production, I try to use the, um, the rules of photographic contests in order to make my own rules. Uh, so I take the rules of the contests uh, for making post-production of my my pictures so it's a very basic post-production it's in the field that I express myself not at home in front of a computer one of the things that struck me about your landscape compositions is that a lot of them are very kind of dreamy landscapes but there's nearly always a strong dynamic line in there as well and I found that really interesting the, the juxtaposition of the two is this deliberate or is this just something that happens uh, you mean the uh, lines, uh, uh, you can find lines and geometric things? Yeah, in I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of one off the top of my head, which was a very kind of dreamy picture. And then there was a waterfall in the distance, just one very strong line amidst all this other clouds and rolling stuff. And it added a very interesting dynamic to the image. Uh, yes, I'm always trying to find uh, um, contrasts uh, in uh, in an image, uh, and um, so yes, uh, definitely. Uh, what uh, when I choose a landscape, uh, I'm always trying to uh, to find lines, uh, to find geometric figures uh, and guidelines, uh, for example. So, yes, I'm always trying to to find them in the in the landscapes, and uh, that's why for landscapes, I also use a lot uh, long lenses, uh, not just uh, wide lenses. So the ones that you are referring to, I believe it's uh, it's something made uh, with a telephoto. Maybe one of the reasons that we don't see as many females in your area is exactly as you mentioned, it's the long lenses, it's the heavy kit. That didn't put you off when you started, you just soldiered on through. Yes, definitely. I'm not taking with me very, very heavy lenses because this is an issue for me. But now I take with me my, my husband that can take heavier <laughs> lenses. <laughs> but at the beginning, he was not with me. So I, I began with uh, shorter lenses. Now I'm uh, increasing my, <laughs> my long lenses. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Get a husband, I'm carry joking. more lenses. Okay. I, I'm joking. It's a marketing I'm... slogan there. <laughs> if you want you can you can erase it from the <laughs> from the interview <laughs> <laughs> no no we'll include that bit don't worry people often try and make gender an issue in everything in life these days do you think as a as a woman the way you see images has a different quality to that of a man yes what I want to represent is, for example, when I when I take pictures of animals, uh, what I want to do is uh, the animal in, in his habitat. So what I like uh, is uh, when I uh, shoot an animal is uh, not shoot just the animal, but his wild, uh, the wild state. So 
that's why I don't need very, very long lenses because what I love is having uh, shown the landscape where he lives. It happens to me to shoot before the landscape that is photogenic and hope that an animal will, will, will be there when uh, there will be the good light. It's, uh, it's something that I hope not, uh, not always it happens, but when it happens, uh, I have really the shot. I have some of them that happened like that. For example, there is one in uh, in Japan uh, where the cranes, uh, the red crown cranes, uh, were in a um, very, very uh, freezing morning. And uh, exactly, uh, I had a very spectacular landscape in front of me. I made the frame and, a certain, and after like one hour, a crane opened the, the wings exactly in one of the third of the picture. So that is a very, very good shot. In that situation, do you pre-visualize that or does it just happen? I hoped. I mean, I didn't pre-visualize exactly that image, but I said, okay, this is a very powerful uh, frame, landscape. And uh, if something happens, if some interaction happens with the cranes, it will be huge. And after a few hours of, uh, of waiting, it happens. I took hundreds of uh, shots without very huge interactions and at that point when it happened it was uh, marvelous. I find myself in similar situations but almost having a conversation with the animals. I'm like <laughs> yes. go, go left a little bit, no yes. back, go on, get, no now do this <laughs> and I yes. wonder if that's just unique to me. Yeah no no it's, uh, it's something in common that we have in common absolutely. <laughs> Telepathy. So, one day they'll answer me. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not. Or maybe they'll just listen. Yes, that will be great. Do, do you think as, as a woman, you bring a different sensitivity to the images than a male photographer would do? I asked this to myself several times. I think that uh, uh, the women look is uh, women looks are different. So definitely yes, but I, not just because I'm a, a woman. It's just because uh, uh, we all have different feelings. And so if you can find ten photographers in the same place, uh, you will have ten different interpretations of of the landscape. Well, at least I, it happened to me a lot uh, that uh, I totally have an in different interpretations for other photographers. So, yes, I believe that uh, the female view or uh, in any case, uh, um, yes, uh, every sensibility can bring something more, more point of views. What do you think the difference is? How would your photography differ from someone else who doesn't have the same sensitivities as you? I think that I add poetry to the scenes, to what I see, uh, because, for example, you will it will be very difficult to find uh, harsh uh, pictures from me. Uh, it will always be taken uh, in sunrise or sunset. Well, more sunrises than sunset, for example, because uh, sunrises are softer. So I, I choose always uh, softer atmospheres. I will choose a, a lot of... Um, uh, dreamy atmospheres, so uh, snowy or uh, um, foggy atmospheres. Because again, what I my vision is of harmony. You talk a lot about serenity, and we talked about meditation and and the calmness of your pictures. And yet, I get a real strong sense that you're actually very driven. 
not least highlighted by the fact that comparatively you started photography quite late and yet you've had significant success. You shoot for National Geographic Italia, you exhibit around the world. I'm curious how those two things sit together, the, the, the harmony, the serenity and that drive for success. And I'm also curious as to what your end goal is. You said you, you enter competitions as well. So what is it you're striving for? It feels like you're reaching for something and I want to know what. I'm a businesswoman. I, I really know how to obtain things. Uh, I know how to, to push me to a next level. So probably I needed the meditation that I'm mentioning because my, my character, my, my soul is a very uh, energetic and, and a very anxious and very driven, as you, as you said. So I'm using uh, all my tools that I, that I have for the business. I used it for photography. Yes, I'm very focused Really, when I go to a place now, I'm traveling to take pictures, uh, expressly to take pictures. So when when I go there the first day, I'm really anxious. So I try to meditate and I try to to relax. And uh, but but I, when I go there, I really want to take the best out of myself. I use what, what I learned in my in my working life. I used every every tool that I have in order to obtain what I want in photography. You came from a, a film background, and I know you shoot videos now because you put them onto social media as a sort of oh, yes. educational tool. What role do you see the the moving image, the video playing in your photography? When I was younger, my dream was to become a director. Then for different reasons, um, I, after the school, I couldn't do what I wanted because um, I was sick. And uh, so I, was, I went to the hospital for a lot of time. I had surgeries, etc. So I had a, a difficult period. And uh, when I came out from this difficult period, I wanted something uh, uh, that was not so introspective as, um, as uh, the, the work of a director. And, uh, and so I opened my own company, always in the entertainment business, uh, but for um, acquiring movies and series from other countries. So it's a distribution company. So I acquire movies and, uh, and animation made uh, in uh, other countries uh, and acquire the rights uh, to exploit them in Italy. And it happened to me to, uh, to acquire CSI, for example, from, from America, then uh, Mash and the Bear from Russia. Uh, so a lot of very, very good hits. And so surely uh, my love for, uh, the, for the movies and for uh, fiction and for animation, uh, for sure this love uh, is something very important for my uh, interpretation when I do photography. So this is what I am. So yes, definitely it's important. Uh, it's a, a very important part uh, that I put uh, in uh, in my vision when I when I take pictures. We can explore that, and just in terms of the differences between shooting stills and video, because they're technically much the same, but the approach can be quite different. Obviously, with a still, we've got a fixed frame. How do you switch your mindset between the two? 
For example, one, one thing that I really didn't like when I was younger and I was studying direction was to work with actors. So basically, probably the real reason why I switched from uh, the moving uh, uh, images uh, through a still image was uh, exactly the, the lack of uh, the, the lack of need of actors in a, in a landscapes, you know. So probably that's the very, very uh, basic reason why I didn't choose uh, to do movies anymore. It's something that um, I'm not comfortable with, the working to, working with actors. Okay, we, we've talked about the subjects that you shoot, but do you shoot anything outside of the nature wildlife arena? Is there anything else that you keep quiet that you do? Do you ever photograph people or corporate, commercial, sport, anything, or are you just fixated? Landscape and animals are my, my first choice. Uh, now I have a little nephew, so he can, uh, he can be my first, uh, <laughs> first uh, person. I, just, I already started shooting some shoots of him. So let's see if, if I will keep on. If you had to choose one thing to photograph, what would it be? You mean the next project? Yeah, uh, if, I, no, if I said to you, Barbara, you can go and photograph anything you like anywhere in the world, what would you choose? Uh, Antarctica. Because I, I have this feeling that uh, the atmospheres there are exactly what I want to, to shoot. And because it won't last forever. Antarctica, definitely. It will be one of the places where climate change will affect uh, more actively in the very near future. It is already, yes. Yes. And what would you want to shoot there? Is it just Antarctica itself, the, the landscape, the scenery, or is it something else? Do you want to go and see the, the penguins, for example? Penguins, penguins colony, definitely. So the colonies and uh, the landscapes uh, and uh, the albatross, uh, the albatross colony. And just to enjoy the trip, uh, because I think it will be a um, one in a lifetime trip. You've not been there? Not yet. I tried once. I had some troubles, so I had to cancel uh, to cancel the trip. But I organized it. I wanted to do next year, but I cannot. Let's see for two thousand twenty-five. And do you think your husband will find it harder to carry the bags in the cold? <laughs> Chris, I think that um, well, he he loves me a lot, so so he's coming with me everywhere. <laughs> and uh, when uh, when he is not with me, something happens all the time. Once uh, there was a volcano that uh, that made my my lungs very sick. I was taken to the hospital with the oxygen. Not a tragic uh, event. So and he was not there. Then another time, uh, a glacier, no, an iceberg collapsed and it created a tsunami waves. And I was almost there to be taken out by, by, by the tsunami waves. So he said he cannot be uh, somewhere else when I go to take pictures. So he's always coming with me. So, so I can't now decide whether he's a good luck charm or a bad <laughs> luck charm. He's good luck that keeps you alive, but he's bad luck because he stops these incredible experiences. <laughs> <laughs> we do we do in any case uh, incredible experiences but not risking our lives okay. uh, that's uh he stops me doing uh, crazy things <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that you uh, started photography as a profession in 2011 and already in 2012 you were working for national geographic italia how did that come about so quickly 
I don't know. I mean, they choose me. I didn't ask anything in photography. The opposite way of my business, where I really push to uh, to grow and uh, and to to proceed in my business. Uh, in photography, on the contrary, I never ask anything. So everything uh, that happened happened for by chance. So, for example, I was asked to to do a book, a manual, uh, how to take pictures uh, to all latitudes by chance, because I was uh, in a dinner with uh, an editor and he asked me to do that. Another time, uh, for example, with National Geographic happened because um, in 2011, when I didn't take pictures, I met with a person uh, that worked uh, in the National Geographic um, uh, magazine. And we were friends uh, in social medias. She was following me on Facebook. I didn't actually talk to her anymore. I saw her once and we didn't talk uh, for uh, like one year. And uh, in 2012, I was publishing on my Facebook page uh, some pictures of the lavender in Provence, south of France. And she actually saw them and she sent me a, a private message uh, saying, I don't know if you remember me, I, I, and she she remembers me, what she did, etc. She said, why don't you send, send us your pictures? We see on our web, website, we do a gallery on our website, let's see how it works. And if it uh, works, uh, we can pay you and you can uh, continue um, collaborating with us. And I said, why not? <laughs> so I, I I wrote the texts uh, and I sent the pictures and it went so well. And she immediately asked for others. And uh, it happened that we did uh, 35 things together, reportages together. So it, it was by chance, really by chance. It's uh, often the best way. Yeah. <laughs> And even my first my first uh, um, exhibition was made in the same way. I was uh, taking an aperitif with with friends, and at a certain point, I was uh, I was sitting with a very nice girl that uh, she 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 was a doctor, and she said, um, "I know that you are a photographer. Can you show me some of your pictures?" I had my phone. I, I gave her my phone, and she she went through a lot of my pictures, and she seemed very passionate. And at a certain point, uh, she said, let me uh, uh, let me talk to my husband that was uh, sitting with us, but I didn't talk to him. I didn't know who he was. And it happened uh, that he was a very important uh, show, showman. He worked in the entertainment business. And he's, he said, uh, I'm um, trying to find talents uh, for exhibitions in a very nice place. Uh, and he saw these pictures. He took me to, to this place uh, and uh, he presented me to the people that wanted to do this exhibition and uh, done. So I, I made my first exhibition in one of the best places in Rome. Very, very nice. 500 people came to the opening and uh, it, was, uh, it was really amazing. There's a saying in English, I don't know if you have it in Italian, but uh, it's never what you know, it's always who you know. Oh, yes, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yes. yes. You're very active on social media. Does that play a very important role in your photography? I don't really love social medias, but in my photographies, they are very important uh, because uh, my my first National Geographic contract was uh, thanks to social media. And uh, even uh, my books uh, are done th thanks to social medias. 
and uh, some of the exhibitions are uh, are done through the social media thanks to social medias so definitely yes it's very important because you can talk to your audience so you don't have a uh, um, middleman when when you are in social medias you can talk to everybody in the world and the photography uh, actually helps because I, you don't need the words actually so. Is that primarily Instagram or are you using lots of different ones? I'm using a lot of them, even if I'm 50, 52 years older and I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very young, uh, which has a very young audience. So, But I have a lot of fans in, uh, in, uh, in TikTok and uh, even very, very young. And they do uh, a lot of evening photography evenings. Um, I do them in Italian, so <laughs> believe me, they are better than this interview. <laughs> but um, and uh, I didn't expect, uh, uh, but a lot of very young people are coming. So a lot of the young uh, the, the young people are interested in photography, in nature, and in uh, in conservation. And do those followers on social media translate into image sales, print sales, book sales? I started very recently with Instagram and TikTok. Uh, so oh, I didn't present my books uh, there, but uh, I presented once uh, um, on Facebook my exhibition. And uh, I, I won't do it anymore because, <laughs> because too many people came too much. <laughs> yes. I've never heard a photographer complain about too many people no, coming to an exhibition just before. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so let's see uh, if for the books uh, will be useful. But uh, but again, uh, they are, a lot of people are asking me uh, for doing ex exhibitions in uh, different places in Italy. Thanks uh, uh, for knowing me through the social media. So I think we're going to we're going to wrap this up. And Chris thought we were going to get out of a podcast without me asking the question that I ask everybody. Uh, he'd hoped I'd forgotten while I'd been away. But I feel you're going to have quite an interesting answer to this. So if you could go back to the, the younger version of you when you started out your photography career, what bit of advice would you give yourself that you think would stand you in good stead or accelerate your career or, or be incredibly useful in some way or other? And it can't be get a husband, carry my lenses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this was my first answer, but if I can't use it, uh, let's say I will advise me to start earlier, because I started very late in my in my life. Uh, I was already 40. I was already in my 40s. And uh, so definitely, I would recommend to start earlier, and, but, and then do exactly what I did. But having started in your 40s, you must have had a wealth of experience to bring to your career on the business side, at least, before you developed your photography. Yes, it's true. That's true. Definitely. So probably it has accelerated everything. But uh, I am enjoying it so much. So I would have enjoyed uh, for much more years if I have started earlier. Your passion and your pleasure for photography really comes through. It does. It does. Mm. Okay. 
Barbara, that's been absolutely fascinating talking to you and a really wonderful insight into your world and your picture taking. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you indeed. It's been, as Chris, it's wonderful talking to you, but just an experience in learning how you look at the world and your approach to photography and and viewing your pictures, the serenity, as I said before, in your pictures and, and how you go about bringing that to the world. is It's fascinating and enlightening. So thank you. Thank you so much for this very nice conversation. And uh, also because uh, you're, through your questions, I am, I am knowing myself a little bit more. So <laughs> thank you for, for everything. My pleasure. <laughs>